What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the first of about 10 episodes in this series, Exploring the Pillars of Brain-Body Resilience. This episode is dedicated to stress, what it is, and then what that means on a physiological level to our brains and bodies, and then a little bit about like, what does that mean? Where can we go from there? Once we have an understanding, what do we do? One foundation that I stand on is that until we understand what something is, we cannot know how to navigate it. And the example, because it's just so simple that I use is like, if you get into your car and you don't know what anything is, you don't know what the steering wheel is. You don't know what the pedals do. You don't, you don't know what any of those things are. You don't know how to drive it. You don't know how to work it. So we have to know how something works in order to manage it properly. So first let's just take a look at what the definition of stress is. Stress is the feeling of being overwhelmed or unable to cope with mental or emotional pressure. I think we all can identify with all of that and agree. Those feelings are true. That is those, that is what happens from a medical standpoint. The definition of stress is the body's response to physical, mental, or emotional pressure Stress causes chemical changes in the body that can raise blood pressure, heart rate, and blood sugar levels. It may also lead to feelings of frustration, anxiety, anger, or depression. And so that gives us a little, a little foundation to kind of our jumping off point. There are a few types of stress. If we're talking about acute stress, that is immediate stress. That is the most common type of stress that we have. That are, those are our daily stressors. Anxiety about a test or a job interview, traffic, these types of things. This can also be where we get um, like an adrenaline rush from also acute stress. We also have episodic acute stress. So that is just when that acute stress, that immediate stress just keeps reoccurring and piling up months of not being able to um, catch up on bills or financial troubles, relationship troubles, a loss of a job, um, things of that nature. And then we reach the stage of burnout when we are dealing with that episodic acute or chronic stress for prolonged periods. And burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion, caused by that excessive prolonged stress. And that leads us to feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and just generally unable to meet all of the demands that we have on our time and energy. The reason I created Brain Body Resilience was in order to address these micro stressors, these little pings of stress we get throughout our days that are inevitable that we all face every day in order to have to create a little bit of space so that we have the cognitive bandwidth and energy left over to deal with the acute stressors and live life feeling 
full instead of feeling drained. We know what burnout feels like in our bodies. But when Herbert Freudenberger, I believe is how that's pronounced, uh, no promises. He coined the term burnout. And when he coined the term burnout, it had three components to it. Emotional exhaustion. So fatigue that comes with caring just too much for too long, which I think a lot of us can identify with. Um, The second component being depersonalization, which is the depletion of empathy, caring, and compassion, because we have expended that cognitive resource. That comes when our frontal lobe is functioning and resources are being um, provided for our frontal lobe, our frontal, uh, our frontal regions to function properly. And when we are in those chronic states of stress, we do not have access to those higher level executive functions, self-regulation, decision-making, empathy, caring, compassion, creativity, these types of things, because we are in survival mode. The third component of um, his definition of burnout is decreased sense of accomplishment. Um, So this is just, you know, this ultimate feeling of kind of hopelessness that nothing you do makes any difference, which is absolutely not true because we are the only ones who can make a difference in how our brain and body are working, how our brain is working, how we are feeling, how we are perceiving the world and how these stressors are affecting us. And I feel like when I say that, how, you know, just it's up to you how your stress affects you. Just saying that I feel like it is enraging when you are in that space and you feel helpless. I know that. And it is very true, which is why we have to have some of the practices that we do to clear space in order to sort through those stressors and process them. That chronic stress that we have that leads to burnout is the type of stress most likely to cause long-term permanent damage to our overall mental and physical health. And there are a lot of factors to this one that can't immediately be changed. When this type of stress is coming from um, situations that we have no way to change immediately, like living in poverty, um, you know, being involved in a dysfunctional, violent, uh, or abusive relationship, um, long-term diseases or drug addictions, trauma from childhood. This is the type of stress that it requires, uh, oftentimes medical attention from a mental health expert. And there is a long recovery time because the length of time for which something is affecting you has a factor in the length of time it will take you to recover from those patterns that were created around that, um, those neural pathways and patterning literally in your physiological responses. So all of those types of stress can be managed and healed from. That's that's the plus I'm going to throw in. <laughs> I'm going to throw in here. It's not hopeless. What we do absolutely matters, even when it seems hopeless, and especially when it seems hopeless, because taking the smallest steps towards stress management and then building that resilience is what helps you to build confidence in order to continue forward 
and moving on to the next steps. So stress isn't all bad and it gets a bad rap because we do have high levels of chronic stress that are negatively affecting our health, but there is positive stress and stress is needed. It is a necessary part of our life to function. It is fantastic for producing positive feelings as well as negative ones. These feelings of excitement, fulfillment, uh, meaning that we give to things, satisfaction from accomplishing things. Um, those all are a very different side of stress that we don't talk about very much. And those come and help us build resilience. Those are the ones that are helping us to rise to the challenge, to complete the task at hand, to perform at a higher level. And when this type of stress is induced, a lot of the time it is self-induced, and then we are able to have a level of certainty and control around this type of stress. And those two things are the worst things for your brain. When we're talking about, uh, you know, um, what are we talking about? We're talking about inducing stress to your brain. Uncertainty and lack of control are just the worst because your brain wants to be able to predict what's happening in order to keep you safe and survive, you know, the world. And so these things, you're able to control it. You're able to have some certainty about what it looks like and how you're going to navigate it. When we're talking about higher intensity type of exercises and workouts, um, challenging work that is engaging, extreme sports experiences, again, that adrenaline rush, those are all have positive effects on your stress, um, how it's expressed in your body. And with that, I want to point out, these are all, you know, these aren't reoccurring chronic situations. These are all quick bursts, little doses of this stress to help us, give us the resources to do these things, and then it dissipates. So, we hear a lot about cortisol and how cortisol levels are awful. Again, cortisol is not bad. It's a natural hormone that is produced in our bodies and it is helpful. It gives us a lot of benefits, energy resources. It is increase is related to negative emotional states. So what that means is if we have a negative perception of a situation going into it, we are going to have a higher cortisol release. And when those um, those experiences are chronic, that's where we start to get the problem with cortisol. That's where it starts to negatively affect us. But when we have these tasks without those negative emotions behind it, they don't have any significant cortisol response and it's not perpetuated over and over again, creating a cycle of stress, a stress loop. So what that means is that that positive stress or you stress, it also has a different physiological pattern and reaction than the distress that is harmful to us. So there is an upside to this whole stress thing. So we're going to talk a little bit later about uh, what meanings we assign to stress and how that affects how stress actually physiologically affects us differently with the meaning that we assign. But basically, we need stress it's good. We just don't need too much of it activated all the time. Stress is largely misunderstood in that way and villainized a lot. Studies have shown that there are differences between 
physical stress and psychological stress. One of them being that that psychological stress is the one mostly associated with um, detrimental outcomes and uh, negative effects of stress because it is the one that is potentiated the longest. It is the one that is prolonged because we are ruminating on the past. We are worried about the future. And so it is a continued, that chronic um, hits of stress and pings on that stress response rather than, again, that controlled stress that we have from a physical type of stress. All right. So now that we have that distinction, we are going to move on a little bit here. And I appreciate this um, this distinction between these two types of stress that we have talked about. Ultimately, the type, the types, um, but we're going to focus on that chronic stress that is harmful, and then the stress that is also helpful. And this guy, this guy, I have I have some issues with, with his research practices. Anyways, Hans Sally. Um, I actually don't even know if that's how his last name is pronounced, but either way, he distinguished between these two types of stress in this way. He said that positive stress is the optimal degree of stress arousal that is required for us to perform or to learn well. And then de-stress or unhealthy stress is that arousal that impedes performance because it is prolonged and ultimately it is wearing us down and burning up all those resources it's giving us to perform to the point where it is no longer beneficial. So ultimately, it's about understanding how these things are working in our bodies because we can't do anything about the, about something that we don't understand a little bit about. It's not about changing the stress, but actually training our physiology to make better decisions about what is dangerous and what is not. Um, The goal is not to eliminate or not feel the stress, but to be able to come back down from it. Our goal is to be able to flow in between states of risk and adversity and excitement back to calm, balance, that homeostatic state. It's all about balancing those and not ignoring one or, or just pretending, you know, that one is bad and and one is good. All states of being human are beneficial. Okay. So here's what we know. We know stress is just as much physical as it is emotional. We know that stress is a natural part of life and it is helpful and can become harmful as well. Um, we need to pay attention to what causes our stress so that we can notice how our body reacts to stress, where we're being triggered, and then we can go from there. We have to understand the biology of stress, understanding how our hormones respond to the stress and how it affects our brain and body. And then from there, after we build these understanding pieces, we can take action that will be effective because we have a better understanding of what it is we're dealing with. So our stress response, just a quick overview of the physiology here. We are getting into a longer episode. So I am going to um, cut this off here in a second, and we're going to make this a two-parter. You know what? I'm actually going to do that now because we are already into 
the 18 minute range. And you know, I like to keep these under 20 minutes for you. So I will be back next week with the physiology, how kind of what the process is after the stress response begins in our brain. What happens then? Like what is happening in our body that is making us feel the way that we do? And then what can we do about it? So more on stress next week in this 10 part series of brain body resilience pillars. I'm going to leave it there for today. I would love to know what your takeaways from today's episode are. I always love hearing from you. If you post it on social, I can see it and then share it and show you some love on the love that you're showing me and we will create more love in the world. I am always appreciative of all of you sharing and I know you do. I Sometimes you tell me and I'm so grateful, just immensely grateful for every single one of you that listens and tells me just any kind of the feedback that you have and how you're able to apply these things and how it is, you know, you're making sense of it according to your life. I am just blown away and I'm astounded and I'm I'm so grateful for each of you. I always love hearing that you're sharing these things. It is mainly, it's amazing. I'm tongue twisted today. I am going to get off this microphone, but until next week, actually, no, my challenge. That's right. Don't think you're getting away that easy. The challenge this week is I want you to notice what is triggering your stress and pay attention to that. Maybe make a note of it so that you can start to see what areas maybe we need more attention in. Okay, that's it. Until next week, peace out.